welcome back to the NNDN TBR podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. As you may know, the well-read coffee addict who has been on, Joanne, who has been on um, two episodes of this podcast, she now has her own podcast. So we thought it would be fun to do a little bit of a collaboration that has a little bit of feel of those um, booktube videos, a tag where we answer prompts with our own responses. So this episode is the collaboration of our own individual responses to these prompts. Hope you enjoy. So the very first question in the bookish podcast tag is, if you had a time machine and could go into the future and grab one highly anticipated book, which one would you choose? Now, this is like really hard since Tamara Leigh and Susan May Warren have now announced their newest book. And part of me wants to go ahead and grab Creed, which will be releasing, I believe it's in October. But you know what? Part of the fun of experiencing all the Susan May Warren Marshall stories is experiencing the story as it unfolds and kind of guessing as to where it's going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and not pick that one. I'm going to choose Dangerous by Tamara Leigh. Oh my goodness. I am so loving this new series. She writes just that. I know you've heard me say it before, but she writes medieval fiction in just an amazing way. And I'm really curious as to how she's going to pull together this story. She gave a little teaser at the end of Scandalous. So I am completely absorbed, completely intrigued, and I would love to get my hands on it. So that's the one I'm going with with this prompt. So the next question is, you win a luxurious one week long quiet reading retreat. What are the first five books you bring? Mind you, only the first five. So for this, I'm going to kind of go for the books that are on my TBR that I'm like really looking forward to and probably going to read soon after recording this. Um, One is Cairo Curse. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this and just, I've been, I had it on my net galley for a while. Can't wait to dive into the story. And it's just one of those fun adventure ones. Oh, that's by Pepper Basham anyway. Uh, The next one is Sound of Light by Sarah Sudman. She writes that some of my favorite World War II fiction and really curious as to how she's going to wrap this series up. Then I think I'm going to go with some rereading for this fantasy vacation. And I just saw somebody on Bookstagram post about More Than Words Can Say, and it's one of the few Karen Whitmire that I have not reread, especially one of my like top favorites. So I would like to reread that soon. I would also like to reread The Baron of Emberley by Tamara Leigh. It's probably one of my favorite in that trilogy of The Feud. And yeah, really would like to go back and experience some of those favorites again this year. Another reread that I would like to do, it's not a fiction, it is actually Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. I love Tozer's writing, just the way he can pack so much truth and emphasis into a paragraph that I would 
I really want to go back and I feel like that would just be a great combo of so many of the different genres for so many different reasons that I would love to pack on my fantasy trip. Okay, the next question is a book that you've read outside your comfort zone that are really glad that you did. I'm going to go with the Underground Collective trilogy from Kristen Young. This is a dystopian YA story and it's set in like a bit of a futuristic type dystopian universe and usually that is not my jam. But there was something really special about this trilogy that I feel like I started re- with reading. So there's three books. It's Apprentice, Elite, and Flight. And at first when you're reading it, it's like, oh, this is way far in the future. And then you keep reading it and it's like, wow, there's so much truth about what's going on in society now. Especially in regards to um, the youth and children and how they're influenced So at first it felt futuristic, then it felt contemporary. And then in the last book, I was like, it really made me actually think of the early church and how they were underground and I just couldn't help but think about them. And I feel like it was also just a very creative way to, um, that, that the author used to describe the Trinity. And I really like that when people, I've never heard it used that quite that way before. It was different. She substituted different names and it just really made sense for the story. And I like how she tied that all together. So that was like, kudos up for her for doing something that was, I feel like very truthful but also very artistic. Okay, moving on to the next question. What genre do you feel needs more representation? Okay, maybe it's not completely a specific genre per se, but I feel like swashbuckling, action, um, adventure, romance needs to be a genre that has a very strong presence. I feel like there's bits and pieces of it, I would like to see more of them come together. I feel like we are getting more historical mystery and that's awesome. I think that's a great move in the right direction, but I would like to see more um, like action and almost like suspense level stuff going on in historical romance. I feel like we're really, really close And that's something that I have loved ever since I was a kid. I love Three Musketeers, love the Disney type Zorro, all that stuff. So I would really like to see more of that as really its own like subgenre of Christian fiction. The next one is similar. What trope do you feel needs more representation? Okay, you probably think that I'm going to say enemies to lovers, but I'm not. I really love and haven't seen it much um, recently in the times that I've seen it. I'm like, oh, I love this, is the I thought you were dead trope. Um, I think it's really cool to, and I've loved stories before where you, one person thought that they lost somebody. And then to have that, like, 
I feel like that's a great dark moment that gives you also a great opportunity for so much hope to come out of that ending where loved ones are reunited and it doesn't have to be a love interest like I feel like that's a great instead of like third act breakup I feel like having something like that separation is I just it just always hits me in the feels so I would like to see a bit more of that okay the next one is a little bit fun you could maroon one villain or nemesis on a desert island who would it be uh we're i'm gonna stay in the fictional because i could go i could get into heavy detail in real life but i would like to go for east at first glance um by susan l tettle i could not stand him like the whole time of the book I was so rooting for stuff to happen to that guy. And, you know, little bit spoilerish, but he didn't get, I feel like, his complete just desserts. It was one of those elements where it is a story with a type of triangle, but I was okay with it because I feel like it was so much of an allegory of how much East represented the world and everything the world wants you to believe is important and stuff. Whereas um, Jonah represented so much of how Christ pursues us and is patient with us, even when we constantly, time after time, don't choose what's right. And the gentle wooing away from what is what's just wrong was so that really made a mark on me so but still I want something to happen to East so that is my answer moving on what book did you not think you would like and ended up loving I'm gonna say Dust by Kara Swanson I had kind of put off and almost didn't read this, except that I was part of a book club that I decided, eh, I'll give it a shot. Because YA is not my thing. And even like fairy tale retellings, I was kind of like, eh, it's not my favorite um, classic. I was just like, meh, all across. But I'm like, oh, well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I'm glad it did. And I do feel like sometimes there are those gems when you step outside of your comfort zone or try something that you may not be 100% in, I think you can either learn something or discover something new. And word has it, Kara Swanson is working on another duology, I believe. And based on what I read from Dust and Shadow and how much I got into that, I will definitely be checking out her new one too. So the next question is, if you could have a fictional pet, which one would you want for your own? So I realize it's like I kind of have two answers for this one. Um, and probably I could not handle either one of these animals. But if I could, I would love it. And one would be a military working dog like Ronnie Kendig's volt that she has in the tox files i just i have always loved um protective hero dog sidekick characters 
and she does military working dogs so well and that one was just super special loved it um and then it's a while back but tim LaHaye wrote a series called babylon rising the first couple of books had like very much indiana jones type vibe but it was all for like biblical archaeology and stuff and it had a lot of interesting facts in it but the villain in that book series had a falcon and i have always loved falconry i have trained um my pet chickens when i was a kid to sit on my arm with like a little leather strap like i had it all down so i think a falcon would be super cool also this like assassin he used his falcon as a trained tool and I have heard that that is possible. So again, probably something that, why would I need it? But hey, knights hunted with falcons. So I think that that would be pretty neat to have a bird doing that. I love watching birds of prey do what they were created to do. And yeah, so I'd like an assassin falcon and an intense dog, which I could never have a Belgian Malinois in real life because I'm just not that high caliber of a person. But a girl can dream, right? So the next question is, it took me a little bit down memory lane trying to figure out which one to use for this prompt. And that would be, what book did you love when you were younger and now question your younger self's taste? I mean, I feel like you all get to point in life where you wonder, it's like, was that really good or was I just young? So one of them that I'm kind of curious, and I actually bought a copy when I found it at a used um, bookstore, is The Reluctant Burglar by Jill Elizabeth Nelson. Now, I absolutely loved this series. It just had, I was super into the heist, leverage-esque stories, and I thought it was super cool that this main character, she is like an art security agent. And she does fake heists, like she breaks into museums and everything to test the security. Now, I don't know if that's super realistic, but it was fun and entertaining. And I'd kind of like to go back and see how it now feels to, how, how it feels to read that story. Because part of me is like, okay, I was so new to romantic suspense back then that everything seemed amazing and now I'm kind of wondering I'm like okay should I challenge the nostalgia and reread it or should I leave it be let me know your thoughts and on to the next question this is going to be naming a book for each category to be adapted into x amount of film um so for a movie, I would suggest Titanus by Ronnie Kendig. It is the novella. It is the last in the series, but I feel like Titanus could stand on its own. It has that really um, compact storyline that I feel would really work for a movie. And I feel like it could adapt onto the screen. It has all that action, all that suspense. I feel like you could work into the backstory of the characters a little bit into that it would just really stand out and I think it would be awesome plus I feel like if you adapt a novella 
into a movie. It's not like you're losing quite as much. It's it's a smaller condensed story. And Ronnie writes really good small condensed stories. So I feel like that would work. For a TV shows, I'm going to say Susan May War. Susan May Warren's Marshalls. I feel like you could almost do practically a season for each of her Marshall siblings and starting with the Montana Marshalls and now going into the Minnesota Marshalls and maybe beyond. Um, I just feel like there's so much that you could work into it and how all their stories are interconnected and one flows into another, it would just be a really great TV show. For a mini-series, I'm going to say The Cities of Refuge by Connelly Cassette. And I'm going to say Cities of Refuge because I really think that Wings of the Wind should be the first one, or like the, the, um, the TV movie pilot start off, because I feel like You need to read Wings of the Wind to get everything that's going on in Cities of Refuge. And because I love it. But that would be my suggestion. A Broadway play. Okay. I'm not a huge theater junkie. But I really think that Lord Fulgren's Letters by Randy Alcorn would make an awesome play. I feel like... so. Lord Vulgan's Letters, I've mentioned it before, but it is kind of like a modern twist to a retelling of the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, where that's a story of, it's an epistolary novel written from one demon to another with instructions on how to tempt the human he's assigned to. I, can you not see like a parallel stage where you have the demonic figure working towards evil in the man's life where he has no idea that he's even there. And I just feel like that could be a really interesting, really eye-opening, really thought-provoking thing. And I feel like there's so much room for music to be used in this and just, oh, I think it would be really, really good. Okay, another one is, What fictional family would make the best reality show? Um, Susan May Warren's Christensen series. I mean, really, it just has so much. She does really good with a variety of different interests within that family. So I feel like it would be a show that there's so much going on. Different talents, different stuff. Like it would be a reality show where there's always something different going on. And I think that would make it unique. It wouldn't just be home improvement or fashion or whatever. It would be a lot of different interests. And moving on to the next question. What was the last book that made you cry? For me, it's hard to make me cry with a book like, like really, really cry. Um, And I think the last time that I did, I had to go back through my book list and think, did I cry in this one? But one that I do know that I did, like, really tear up and cry. And I had forgotten about it, and it was a reread, was It Had to Be You by Susan May Warren. 
again, back to the Christian sense, but there was just a whole, it's been like eight years since I read it the first time, maybe seven or eight years. I can't remember exactly, but there was a whole storyline that I had really forgotten and it was really touching and really moving. And I love the way Susan May Warren works in her faith element into the story. And this one was just really so touching. It touched me on so many different levels the second time around. And I love how a book can do that. The last book to make me laugh, it's a few. Again, like with the whole span of emotions, it's hard to make me have one that like I really laugh. And I think Wild About Rory is the one by um, Sarah Blackard has been the last one that like really made me chuckle. Um, I've been reading quite a few rom-coms recently, but this is the most recent. I was um, with the little two-year-old that I take care of and we were having our quiet time with the books and I'm sitting there, you know, chuckling and she's like, what is it? And I'm like, well, my book is telling me a joke because she kept on thinking that she was being super funny. <laughs> and fake laughing but anyway moving on what author here's one of the last questions what author could you talk about for three plus hours straight I probably have with um, Kelly from the cozy bookworm but like Susan May Warren again or Tamara Lay both of these authors have very complex storylines, plots, inter-family dynamics, and interconnecting like roles and storylines throughout, I think, almost all of their series. And I just love all those connections because you can talk about those connections for a long time. And all of those books have great depth and yeah, I mean, probably my go-to would be Susan May Warren because I could also talk about theories that I have about how she's going to connect future books, which is a more recent obsession that I love talking about because there's just so much fodder. There's so many um, great side characters that she makes you totally love. So it's always fun to discuss that. And the last question is... And Joanna came up with this one is what book would you want to write if you wrote? So I have for, I am in the process of trying to teach myself to write. And it's funny when it, this was asked in uh, the Avid Readers of Christian Fiction Facebook group like several years ago. And I, writing was never on my agenda and stuff. And somebody said, Hey, if you were to write, what would you write? And I said, like swashbuckling romance set during the revolutionary war. That is what I said. And surprisingly enough, that's actually what I'm working on now along those lines. Working on it is the key phrase, but it's just funny how you sometimes think, Oh, that's this is what I would do, but it's never in my future. But hey, you never know until you try, right? So I hope you enjoy this 
try I tried to keep it rapid fire to go along with all the different suggestions and how I would fill in these prompts. Now, if you have an idea, go ahead and post yours, like post it on a post your responses on a blog or if you have one or your Facebook or your Instagram and um, tag me and Joanna at the Well Red Coffee Addict. We would love to see what you would come up with and who you think would fit best in these prompts. And if you know of another bookish podcast, send this to them or tag them in um, these prompts. And we'd love to see what it could maybe start up um, bookish podcasts doing, taking a page from BookTube and having some fun prompts to fill in. We just love to get the community involved and see what you guys come up with. Until next time, thank you for listening.